I'm Samantha Sharris. I'm Virginia Allen. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Tuesday, August 29th. Here are today's headlines. House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, a Republican from Louisiana, has cancer. The number two Republican wrote in a tweet that, after a few days of not feeling like myself this past week, I had some blood work done. The results uncovered some irregularities, and after undergoing additional tests, I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, a very treatable blood cancer. Scalise added, I have now begun treatment, which will continue for the next several months. I expect to work through this period and intend to return to Washington, continuing my work as majority leader and serving the people of Louisiana's 1st Congressional District. Scalise was first elected to Congress back in 2008 and served as both the House Majority Whip and House Minority Whip from 2014 to 2018 and 2019 to 2022, respectively, according to his office. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, a Republican from California, said in a tweet, that Scalise is a dear friend, and anyone who knows him knows he's a faith-filled fighter who can overcome any obstacle that stands in his way. I spoke with him today, and he's in good spirits, as nothing, not a gunshot and certainly not cancer, will stop him from accomplishing what he sets his mind to. As you'll recall, Scalise was shot during a practice for the congressional baseball game back in 2017. Republican Representative James Comer, chairman of the Oversight and Accountability Committee, also weighed in on Scalise's diagnosis, tweeting, My friend Steve Scalise has always been a fighter, and I know cancer doesn't stand a chance. Leader Scalise and his family are in my prayers, and this entire Congress stands behind him as he begins treatment. We will keep you updated on this story. The Biden administration has announced 10 drugs that have been chosen for Medicare price negotiations. A White House fact sheet reports that some of the drugs include Eliquis, which is used in the prevention and treatment of blood clots, Genuvia, which commonly treats diabetes, and Imbruvica, which commonly treats blood cancers. President Joe Biden said that for far too long, Americans have paid more for prescription drugs than any major economy. And while the pharmaceutical industry makes record profits, Millions of Americans are forced to choose between paying for medications they need to live or paying for food, rent, and other basic necessities. Those days are ending. So what do the experts say about this? Well, Grace Marie Turner is the president of the Galen Institute, and Nina osherenko Schaefer is director of the Center for Health and Welfare Policy at the Heritage Foundation. They previously wrote for the Daily Signal that under the Inflation Reduction Act, more properly dubbed the Innovation Reduction Act, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services will announce the 10 drugs under Medicare Part D that the agency will subject to its drug price negotiation program. Turner and Schaefer also wrote, however, the Inflation Reduction Act passed by Congress and signed by President Joe Biden a year ago threatens to impose an enormous excise tax on the selected drugs to force pharmaceutical developers to participate. Republican Iowa Senator Joni Ernst wants federal bureaucrats to return to in-person work. 
According to the senator's office, Ernst is requesting an investigation of every major department and agency to determine the impact of telework on the delivery and response times of services, how much taxpayer money could be saved by consolidating unused office space, and what steps have been taken to adjust bureaucrats' location-based salaries for those who have relocated and chosen to remain out of the office. Ernst said in a statement, Growing up on a farm, I know what working from home actually means. It's not fair to let the responsibilities of running an agency and the country fall on the shoulders of the hardworking public servants who are showing up while others are out golfing on the taxpayer's dime. Ernst also said frustrated Americans are being put on hold while too many federal employees are phoning it in. I'm calling out federal employees who refuse to answer the call of duty to return to work on behalf of taxpayers, veterans, seniors, and our great nation. It's time to get back to work. Some of the reasons Ernst wants federal employees back in the office is because thousands of calls to the Department of Veterans Affairs from veterans seeking mental health services are going unanswered, and desperate travelers are waiting hours on the phone or in line hoping to speak with someone at the State Department about passport delays that are causing vacation cancellations, according to her office. Miami Republican Mayor Francis Suarez has ended his bid for the White House. In a lengthy tweet thread, Suarez wrote, Throughout this process, I have met so many freedom-loving Americans who care deeply about our nation, her people, and its future. It was a privilege to come so close to appearing on stage with the other candidates at last week's first debate. He also said, while I have decided to suspend my campaign for president, my commitment to making this a better nation for every American remains. Suarez is Miami's 43rd mayor, and he went on to say that the current administration is failing our country. Inflation remains high. Elevated interest rates are punishing young Americans. The southern border is wide open. Crime is rising. And our enemies and adversaries are growing bolder and stronger. We deserve better, according to Suarez. Suarez first announced his campaign back in June and is the first GOP candidate to drop out of the race. He did not qualify for the first Republican debate last week. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't had a chance, be sure to check out our morning show. Tomorrow morning, I'm so excited, we are launching a three-part Daily Signal podcast series to discuss how Congress really works. You know, we hear a lot about Congress. We see windows into how it works on the news. But we're sitting down with some experts to break down what really goes on behind closed doors at Congress, what the process is for a bill to become law. And we're starting with a conversation with Hillsdale College Associate Professor of Politics and Heritage Foundation Visiting Fellow Joseph Pastel. We discuss the founders' formation of Congress and what the founding fathers might say about Congress if they could see it today. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read and appreciate all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening today. We hope you all have a great night and we will see you right back here tomorrow morning as we kick off our three-part series on how Congress really works.
The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.